I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's going on out there, everybody? It's me, it's Grant. We are starting a cult. It's sadly on the final week off um, because I currently have COVID-19. With that being said, I tested positive earlier this week. I feel 100% better, and uh, it's still just playing it safe. We don't want to interact with each other just yet. I give it a couple more days to be totally clear on that front. But uh, with that being said, we're bringing you one final Patreon episode. Um, I want it to be known that there were a couple individuals that joined our Patreon, and uh, I have not been able to confirm yet if they are comfortable with me sharing their names on the air yet. So I just want to give a quick shout-out to the people that joined our Patreon. Uh, thank you very, very, very much. I will... Thank you again once I have confirmation that uh, you're okay with me sharing your name. But, uh, yeah, until then, just thank you. Um, With that being said, this was one of our earliest Patreon episodes where we talk about the almighty individual, Indrid Cold. Uh, Weird story, funny little guy. Uh, It's a cool little tale. I think you guys will enjoy it. Uh, With that being said... We will be back with an all-new episode, the two of us, hopefully next week. Um, also, the Patreon episode, we should be able to get to that Tuesday. If not, then it will be the following week. Um, so everybody, have a good weekend, a good week. Stay safe and uh, enjoy the show. All right, we'll be back next week. Peace. Hello, everybody. It's uh, it's we are starting a cult. We're starting a cult, yes. And uh, this is our this is our first. This is the first Patreon exclusive episode. You can't get this anywhere else. If you're listening, thank you for the five dollars or more. Yes, that was awesome. Thank you for real. We're gonna put it to good use here in the studio with our uh, our microphones. We're gonna get some new technology. We're gonna update everything. Uh, 
Yeah, this is the, the first of many exclusives that we're planning on doing here. Don't share it. And, uh, yeah, you can't. You can't. I, Don't we'll, do that. We'll find you, and we will beg you to stop. That's exactly what's going to happen. We'll be on our knees, yes. I won't be, but that's not the point. Um, okay, so today we are, it's me and Jake. It's, uh, you know, it's us. It's Grant Brady and Jake Wallen, the huge. It's me. And, uh, yeah, we're here. We're joined by uh, Alex the Neighbor. That's his full name, if you could believe Alex it. Alex the Neighbor. How's it going? Alex the Neighbor. It's him. He's here live in the studio. And uh, today we got a treat for you. If you've listened to our other episodes before this, uh, you might remember, uh, I believe it was Jake that teased at the name of a man uh, who goes by Indrid Cold. Also known as the Grinning Man. Yes, Indrid. Uh, yeah, it's not coal, it's cold, as in the sensation you get when you're not warm. Indrid Cold. Yeah, <laughs> good, good, good cler- clerical thing there. Indrid not warm. But yeah, okay, so this guy, it's kind of adorably hilarious. Um, we'll start with this. So uh, this is, uh, let's see, this is it follows this guy named Woodrow Derenberger. And uh, he's That's just... an interesting name. It, it's, it's weird, you know? And this guy, he's just hanging out, man. You know, he's doing his thing. Uh he well, his nickname's Woody. Just throw that out there. So we're gonna we're gonna call him Woody probably because it's easier. Is this the uh, count in November second, nineteen sixty six? It is. Yes. And in, um, uh, in Parkersburg, West Virginia. Yeah. So this guy, he he started his night, right? He was a sewing machine salesman for J C Penney, and uh, he had a sale in Marietta, Ohio. And uh, so he was driving back home that night, back to... Is he like a doors-to-door, door-to-door salesman or something? I think he was like an upper-level guy, like going to like manufacturers and stores. Interesting. And uh, so he was driving back to That's his house job. in Mineral Wells, West Virginia. And uh, it was, you know, just a, a calm night, like a little light rain. He's like, hey, I'm going to make some money. I got a Sprite, maybe. Yeah. So what happens here... Uh, Woody comes up on the intersection of I-77 and Route 47. He's still driving. He's like, oh, man, this sucks. Uh, and he, this car kind of goes by, and he thought that a tractor trailer truck was, like, behind him because he was like, all right, this is, like, a big fucking truck behind me. And I don't know what was going on. So he swerved off the side of the road, and um, what he noticed was that uh, after he did this, the truck kind of, like, took flight. It, like, got up into the air. So this wasn't a truck, was it? No, it was no, not, it, it, no it, truck at all. At least to him, it looked like it rolled across, like, the panel truck. It just kind of, like, did this weird spin thing in the air. It did, like, an acrobatic move? Yeah. This is not a truck. And then, pretty much, this was the minute that he was like, all right, this is no ordinary vehicle. This is um, this is a UFO. And uh, it had no lights on it, so it was very yeah. weird. He was like, this is peculiar to me. Yeah, he said it looked like an old-fashioned kerosene lamp chimney flaring at both ends. Yeah, chimney it was lamp. Like narrowing you... down to a small neck that was enlarged in a great bulge in the center. It's, so basically it's like a... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's basically it's, it's an old a, kerosene lamp. It's, it's just a like... chimney oil lamp. If you Google that, just chimney lamp, you're going to find a lot of pictures that will describe in great detail... What this guy saw, essentially. Small at the top, big curves around the center going down to a, around the same size hole at the bottom. Yeah, it kind of looks like a bong on top of a platform with like a tea kettle underneath it. That's like what it looks like. 
I have the so it's not a here. truck. It's not a truck no, at all. It's not a truck. So he, he th- this guy's like, all right, this is weird. And uh, it, it touched down. It came back down to the ground. And then it went up. And it went like 10 inches above like the bend in the road. So it was like pretty high. It was like yeah. up in the air. 10 inches? Yeah. Well, not like super high, but it was enough to like Yeah, it was like, all right, I can see underneath it. And then after this, uh, a man stepped out. And uh, he was taken aback by this because it looked just like a regular old dude. Uh, just kind of like a guy you'd see walking around. And uh, he actually stated that there was like nothing weird about his appearance at all. Like he looked completely fine. He did have some wacky clothes on, didn't he? Uh, like, I, I think his, like he's been cited, like his suit, he said his suit was like a green or blue one-piece suit that was like reflective, like, like tinfoil. Really? Yeah. He had like a black belt and like a very dark green reflective suit. Well, that's just like typical alien costume, isn't it? Typical alien uh, attire. Yeah, like the uniform. Yeah. But I really don't know because I've heard. I think uh, that may have been noticed a little bit later because it was a darker color and yeah. it was like a suit. So I mean, I think it was um, later on in the experience that we can get get onto right now. Yeah, that, he, that he noticed it. So what, what time of day was this? This was like evening, so he was driving from Ohio back to West Virginia. Okay. So it was, it wasn't like one or two in the morning, but it was like a little bit later, like evening, evening. Just getting dark out. No, 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 later than that. It was, uh, oh, okay. it was uh, somewhere probably between the window of like nine and midnight. Okay. Yeah. Good three-hour area there. Anyway, go on, go on. What happened after this guy emerged from this kerosene lamp? Not a truck. Okay, so he gets out, right? And uh, the minute he starts like walking towards the vehicle, the craft just shoots up about like 40 feet into the air. It just like skyrockets up, and it just hangs there. It's just floating. It's suspended. But all the, there's no lights on it, so it's like you don't really notice it. He only noticed it because he was staring at it, and it was like, okay. Yeah, probably. Um. Yeah, so pretty much. Uh, this guy just keeps slowly walking towards uh, Woody, and uh, he heard the words. Uh, this is what he heard. Do not be afraid. I mean you no harm. I only want to ask you a few questions. And he, okay, yeah, that might not make you afraid, but what made him afraid is that uh, he was watching the man, and he didn't move his mouth. He just, like, heard these words as the guy kept, like, walking. So it was sort of, like, telepathic. And this yeah. man, the smiling man, like, this was no ordinary smile. Like, he's called the grinning man because this is a crazy grin. Like, it's it's ear to ear, and he doesn't really change it. Yeah. The only way he really communicates is telepathically. So he, uh, injured, walks over to the opposite side of the truck, and he told Woody uh, to roll down his window so that they could better talk. So he did. And uh, the next thing that he heard was pretty well. He, he said it, but he just heard it, you know. And uh, Indrid said, now you can speak or you can think. It makes no difference. I can understand you either way. And uh, so clearly this guy is nervous, right? I mean, maybe. Yeah. I mean, classic, uh, classic hitchhiker sort of uh, tricks, bag of tricks, pulling it out. Uh, but um, I've never seen it performed so well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm no, I'm no, uh, I don't know how to put it, but if someone was talking telepathically to me, I don't know how I would feel. I would definitely feel more than nervous at that point. No, definitely. And then, uh, to a lot of, uh, disbelievers, I guess you'd say, or like skeptics about, uh, Indrid, pretty much what they ask is like, you know, okay, so if this guy talked to you telepathically, 
why in the fuck did you have to roll your window down, right? And uh, pretty much what Woody said was, like, he doesn't know. I mean, obviously he doesn't know. But he was like, I, the thing was that like he wanted to, like, look at him. It wasn't necessarily about conversation. It was more, like, the personal aspect of a conversation where you yeah, actually, it, like, yeah. look at somebody and like, speak to them. Yeah, like, whether or not you know this is, like, real or not, like, this happening, like, telepathic, like, communication... When you talk to someone, you roll down the window. It's like, right. it's just normal courtesy. This guy looks normal. Like, you're going to roll it down if you're going to talk to him. Yeah, and what was weird um, about this is that he wasn't in the driver window. He was actually in the passenger window, like, leaning into the car. Really? Talking that was, that changes my whole yeah. view of this of this thing. No, he was, he was in the passenger window. Okay. Um. So then this is where, like, the physical description comes into what he looks like. Uh, what he pretty much... Puts him at about 35 years old, give or take, like just a regular guy. Uh, trim build, about six foot, give or take some yeah, inches. He's tall with like a wide body, like broad shoulders. Yeah, and he said about 150 pounds, uh, dark eyes, dark hair, slicked all the way back. And then this is actually building on what Jake said earlier. Um, he said that Injured Cold was wearing a long, dark jacket. And then underneath the jacket, he got a glimpse of, like, a glistening uniform that was, like, a, a lighter green. Yeah, okay. So the green and or, like, bluish in some accounts, uh, yeah, one-piece suit that's, like, reflective. Yeah, and then uh, throughout this whole time, uh, well, okay, also, he he supposedly had, like, a tan complexion. Yeah, very tan. Apparently, like, some people... Like uh, a Guido-type yeah, tan. Yeah, yeah, and he has, like, uh, like eyes that are set not... Not, like, crazy far apart, but, like, it's been said, like, unnaturally far apart. He has, like, a shallow nose. Um, so still like a Guido. Oh, a little God. bit. A little bit. And then, um, yeah, so this whole time that he's talking to him, he has this weird, just, like, isolated smile that just isn't, like, changing. And uh, he had his hands, like, stuck in his armpits, like, crossed, like, in his armpits. Mm-hmm. And um, so they sat there. And then pretty much what happened next is Injured Cold uh, points to the city lights that are, like, over the hill of the road. And uh, he asks, he's like, what do you call that over there? And Woody, you know, being a kind uh, gentleman, just is like, oh, oh well, that's uh, that's Parkersburg, and we call that a city. And then Injured Cold kind of looks at him, and he's like, we call that a gathering. And then it's just like, oh. Interesting. All right. All right. And then... um. Before he before anything else happens, injured cold like juts in, and uh, he's like, "This is what he says. I come from a place less powerful than yours." So I don't know if that was like a That's, fear thing. That is definitely something that I would be very skeptical of if you just out of nowhere was just like, "Oh, don't uh, don't worry. By the way, I'm less powerful than you." It's like uh, I feel like you wouldn't just offer that information un uh, unprovoked. Yeah. You so. Know? It gets weird, and then, um, it, like, by this time they're talking, it just kind of looks like a guy talking to another guy in a car, you know, maybe there's some problems, and, uh, people are driving by, and they're going directly underneath the spaceship, and they don't see it, because yeah. it's, like, up in the air, but they're driving underneath it, and it's like, well, this is weird, and then, uh, Cold looks back to Parkersburg, the city, and he asks Woody, uh, do people live there, or do they work there? So Woody's like, uh, well, yeah, I mean, people live there and they work there kind of together. Mm-hmm. And he juts in again, and he's like, do you work? Do you work? And it's like, <laughs> oh, 
Okay. Uh, he knew his name. He called him Mr. Derenberger, but he really? did like introduce himself. But... So he he like just knew who he was. Well, he introduced himself. Like when they when they first started talking, oh, okay. he told Indrid right. Cold what his name was. Okay. Did and, he uh, get Indrid Cold's name or? Yeah, yeah. yeah at the beginning, he's just like, "I'm Indrid Cold. I mean you no harm." Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they're doing this, and then uh, Woody answers back to that question. He's like, "Yeah, I'm a salesman. That's what I do. Uh, do you have a job?" And Indrid Cold goes, "Yes, I'm a searcher. That's all he says. I'm a searcher." That'd be a sick job. Um. After that, uh, things kind of started to like taper down a little bit. Uh, Injured Cold really started to notice that uh, Woody was getting like scared and nervous, and he even uh, commented on it and said, uh, "Why are you so frightened? Do not be afraid. We mean you no harm. You will see that we eat and bleed the same as you do." And then, just to top that off, he says, "We wish you only happiness." It's kind of sweet, you know. I mean, like uh, he seems like a nice guy. Uh, Aside from where he came from, uh, they, well, like how he got there, like I would think that he's just a nice, normal guy. And then the conversation ends, right? Um, but Indrid has one last drop of this conversation, right? And he goes, at the proper time, the authorities will be notified about our meeting, and this will be confirmed. Uh, it took about five to ten minutes, and then he starts walking away, and uh, he turned back and looked inside the car one more time, and he said, Mr. Derenberger, I thank you for talking to me. We will see you again. And then he leaves. He's yeah. gone. At some point during this um this like exchange, didn't he also mention that he was uh he was like from the planet Lanulus? Yes. In yes. the galaxy of uh Genimendes. Yes. So, so yeah, that. he's got his he's got he's you definitely know, an uh, area. Other world. Another one. Yeah, and it, it I don't know, what really struck out or st- I'm sorry, stuck out to Woody was the fact that it all kind of happened so fast, and uh, he was really stuck up on the spaceship because he was like, man, that looked like weird as hell, and like, what is going on exactly? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things, and I don't really get it. Uh, you know what is actually interesting, which kind of adds to like the history of this, I guess. Uh, in the original report that Woody made about this, he only called the alien Cold. And then when they interviewed him about it again, he said his name was Indrid Cold. So technically, in the initial report, Indrid is not mentioned. Just the name Cold. Hmm. Maybe at some point in the conversation he was like, yeah, just call me Cold. Maybe like, uh, you don't know, maybe Indrid Cold is like the way that uh, the government would do it. Like uh, your last name, then your first name. He's like, "Ah, just be friendly with me. I'm trying to be your friend. Call me Cold. Maybe his name's Cold Indrid. Yeah. Something like that. I want to know, like, what did the cops say? Like, oh, this hover ship floated above you and you talked to this alien. He was like really polite with you. Like... Then he just disappeared. He just disappeared. This really nice alien came and talked to you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's weird, and then it gets even more outlandish from here. Oh, bring it on! So he does these interviews, right? He talks to police and news and everything. He does. There's over two and a half hours of interview. There's an hour broadcast of this interview, and then uh, after he did these interviews, his life pretty much like got destroyed. I would imagine. Uh, he which is he something changed that jobs. You, yeah. Uh, divorced his wife. 
he joined the church for a while. Did he divorce his wife, or did his wife divorce him? Well, I mean... They got divorced? Who knows? They they were divorced. A lot of these things tend to happen to people who see alien alien things and go public with it. Their lives just get destroyed. Then while he joins the church... Uh, he got visited on a few separate occasions by uh, Men in Black. And he didn't know, like, the way he says it, he thought they were in, like, the mafia. Because he was like, they looked like human, and they had, like, clothes and shit, and they were asking me they questions. They clothes. <laughs> and uh, so then uh, after he, like, kind of stopped or started, like, dancing around the questions, the Men in Black got, like, really hostile with him and started, like, threatening him. And, uh, what is a men in black threat? Because, like, just from what I know about them, they don't tend to, like, behave like normal humans. They kind of, like, have a weird way of speaking and, like, that kind of thing. So it is like, what is it like? Uh, we will contact you whenever we want or something like that. Like, what is, what is going on? I with don't these know. Guys? I really don't know. He doesn't go into specifics here. It's kind of strange because, like, the, the description of Indrid Cold is what's uh what's it, it kind of falls in line with what a lot of people say that the um the men in black look like like very tan very tall kind of out of place yeah like out of like just asking weird questions and like hmm, what what is this what, what is, is it i don't know what, what is it? it is um i'm just going to tell you this we're we are doing this live right here we actually have our first patron it, uh, they donated $9 Holy to us. fucking shit. So I'm going to try and figure out who this is. I mean, we're like, I'm totally breaking up here. Oh, my God. Who is it? It's by Georgie's girlfriend. Oh, Morgan. You, f- Morgan, you freak bitch. You freak Thank you. Bitch. Morgan, we love you to death. You gave Holy us $10. Shit. You are golden. Oh, my God. We have to give her stuff now. No, we will. You this are is awesome. Fantastic. You are now included. This is a completely, no one's going to understand this reference. But I do owe Matt a dinner at Red Lobster or better. That is just something that's had. That's what, been, where did that's, that come from? It's been a long time coming. <laughs> that's a I good do, standard, by the way. I, Red Lobster or better. I want to say, uh, Morgan, you are included on our Red Lobster or better dinner date with me and George. Jesus Christ. I'll, I'll pay for the tip. I don't even have to go. I don't care. This we is love awesome. You. I'm sorry. This totally just kind of cut in the middle of what we were talking about. But you have no idea how exciting that Get was. Get ready to hear about Indrid Cold, you freak bitch. It's fantastic. You are a wonderful human being. Anyways, Indrid Cold comes back, right? <laughs> Indrid Cold. He's coming back after the men in black. I'm not kidding. Are you listening, Morgan? He comes back. So this this guy comes back, okay? Um, so uh, he's... Uh, what's his name? Woody. He's at his house in Mineral Wells. And um, so pretty much what happens is that Indrid Cold comes back. And then Woody disappears for six months. He's gone. Wait, <laughs> he just like fucking disappeared. He's gone. Six months. He's gone. And then this is kind of what lost credibility for him. I think uh, he comes back, and people are like asking him, like, "What was going on? Where were you?" And he says that he uh, was taken with injured cold. Like they took him, and uh, he went to their home planet, uh, Lanyolos. And uh, according Lanulous. to him, the, the residents of this planet walked around uh, naked. They wore no clothes. And uh, they lived in a galaxy called Ganymede or Ganymede or Ganymede. I don't know. I'm, I don't, Ganymede? I don't know. Uh, I don't know uh, extraterrestrial pronunciation. But uh, pretty much everything there was peaceful. There was no war. I think it's Genomedes. 
Genomedes. Genomedes. Ge- that, that sounds right. Genomedes, I'm going to say that. That sounds so right. I won't even lie to you. But, um, yeah, so he he's there. He's hanging out with a bunch of nude, peaceful aliens. Sick. And, uh, I mean, yeah, it's weird. And then shit happens. People in the town are noticing, like, weird flashing lights in the sky. Uh, not necessarily at Mineral Wells, but in this uh, area called Boggle Ridge. And uh, it's, like, right down the road. And uh, Injured mm. Cold claimed to have landed in Boggle Ridge because it's, like, less populated. When did he claim this? Well, that's that's what he told uh, Woody. Oh, okay. When they're coming, they're going to land in Boggle Ridge. Oh, yes. Okay. No, I'm... Uh, remembering now and uh yeah so that was weird um then uh he pretty much after this uh it although like the ridicule just kind of got to him like it ruined his life so he just left with his family who i think he i they don't specifically say but it sounds like he patched things up like with his wife and like they like moved it's probably okay that's that's kind of nice that doesn't usually happen in the uh alien community yeah so they moved uh they kind of just stayed to themselves for decades uh, he went back to Wood County in the 80s, and then he died in 1990. And uh, if you want to go see him, if you're ever out in Mineral Wells, West Virginia, he's buried at Mount Zion Cemetery out there. Fantastic. Uh, his name is Woodrow Derenberger. Just if you want to go check him out. He's a good man. But so this raises the question to me. Indrid Cold, what is he? What in God's name is he? I've been thinking, um, you know, like I, I said, he kind of aligns with what um, what the uh, Men in Black have been described to look like, and I I'd, I'd say that they kind of like to me at least they resemble pretty closely like the descriptions of the tall greys, just wearing clothes. A little bit. They're they're like the medium greys. Are they a thing? The mid the mid greys. Because the medi- the tall greys are they're like they're big like they're like eight feet nine feet. Maybe they're like, and then the grays are like four feet, five feet at the highest. Maybe so they're injured like somewhere in the middle. He's like the yeah. extra medium gray. Maybe he's like a child. I'm Maybe he's like a tall gray child. I'm picturing like a humanoid, but like also kind of has like a Slenderman mouth because you said he just had like a large grin. So that's just what I'm picturing. Just another human with a Slenderman mouth. All right, all right, I can see that Slenderman. You know what, Jake? I'm going to tell you this. Go ahead. Um, I'm just going to say this here because why not? Um, for our next exclusive, we're going to talk more about the Greys. Yeah. And uh, I got the perfect story for you guys. The uh, The only reason I don't want to bring it up here is because there are details that I'll miss because I haven't read it in a while. But I'll just throw this one out there for you. Morgan, this one's especially for you. Um, this guy claimed to have worked at uh, Area 51, like at Nellis Air Force Base, and he was, like, working with, like, the tall grays, or the yes. tall whites, my yes. mistake, no, the tall yes. whites. I, I think I know where you're going. And there's a lot of weird stuff going on. It's, it's a lot crazier than Injured Cold, but I'll tell you what, I'm very partial to Injured Cold, mostly because it's very reminiscent of, like, a David Huggins situation. Yeah, they just kind of show up. They're, they're like, they're like, friendly. They're you know? very nice. They, like, are reasonable. Like, they're giving him, like, just information. They're just like, we just want some info, too. They're we're wholesome just, beings that yeah. just want people to, like... Honestly, I guess what it comes down to for me is that if this is true, I'm just going to say that it is for the sake of what I'm about to say. Um, so this is happening. It's not like they want 
particular information. Like, as he said, he's a searcher. So that just means he's looking for information, whatever that may be. It, could it be limited to information, or is it like, what is he searching for? That could be uh, sort of a... Uh, that could co- probably contribute to his like diplomatic tendencies. Maybe he's searching for something that we wouldn't want him to take. Maybe. Maybe, but... Maybe. I don't know, a lot, at least... And then, so he doesn't want to, like, he's in there alone. He doesn't want like anything to get hostile right away. He just wants to know how things work. I don't know. At least what you know? I have to what I have to say about that is that when it comes to extraterrestrials, I mean, I guess there is no way to verify this information. They're fucking extraterrestrials, but most of them, like when they come here, they're looking for like information. Even as far as like abductions by like the Greys and stuff like that, or insectoids, they're usually like poking, prodding, and probing. It's not for like sadistic purpose. It's for like knowledge. For, yeah, like learning. And out of all, like, alien, extraterrestrial sightings and interviews, this seems like a pretty peaceful one. Like, he just said, you know, have a good one. I just wanted to get some information and get it, get the hell out of here. Yeah, get it's... Get out of here, you crazy son of a bitch. Go it's sell, very peculiar. Go sell your uh, your sewing machines to, to that Macy's over the hill. It seemed like the only people who were, like, really mad in this story were the men in black. Well, yeah, the men in black are never really happy. Let's just face that. Uh, men in black usually they're they're looking for knowledge, and it's not knowledge like injured cold wants where it's like oh I just want to like find this. They're they're like you're gonna tell us what you know and then you're gonna shut your fucking mouth. Oh, yeah, shit like injured cold coming around and uh, and doing what he did. Anything really like the injured cold situation. The men in black are gonna be not too far behind that. They're like, what the fuck did you see? What happened? Yeah, it's never yeah it's it's very strange. But injured cold. All right. On a scale of 1 to 10, how bad do you want to meet this guy? Oh, 10, dude. 10, of course. I'm at a current 11 right now. Wow. Dude, he's right. going fucking full... Uh... I'm at a chub. Full oh. chub. Yeah? Full chub. Wow. that half mass, baby. Injured Cold, um, he's outrageously fantastic. He but... seems like it. Okay, now this is a question. It's mostly rhetorical, but both of you... Alex, I don't know if you'll be able to answer this as well... But, uh, okay, uh, what race of alien do you think this guy is, like, affiliated with? If he is at all. Well, like I was saying, I think he might be, like, like I'm, I think I might stick with the, uh, the tall gray um, child. I think he might be a child of the tall grays. Or maybe some sort of uh, evolutionarily, uh, uh, you know, um, what's it called? It's like a mutation. In like his genes or something, maybe for the the the, uh, the regular small grays or the grays, um, I don't know. And there there's also the uh, what are the ones they they look like Icelandic sometimes. Like that's the tall whites, right? Tall whites, yeah. Is that the well, tall no, whites? The, the Nords. The Nords. The Nords. That's what I was trying to think of. Tall whites, uh, they look very similar to like the Nords or like Nordic aliens. Yeah. But they, they I don't know. They're kind of weird. They're kind of hard to describe because they look human. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I really right, have to so, like, dive into so that. So I'm, I'm updating my answer to a 50-50 chance of either a Nord alien or um, a fucking... Uh, tall a, whites? A, tall, a child tall white. Now, you know, the tall whites, from what I do know about them, their lifespan is about 800 years, 800 to 900 years. 
And uh, I mean, obviously, like even their children, they're pretty big. But like how he described him as like thirty five, that could make sense in a way of him being. All right, try not to laugh at this one because it's gonna be fucking crazy. What if Andrew Cold is like a two hundred and fifty year old tall white, and he just happens to look like a a slightly under middle aged man? That would make him the perfect searcher. He's in the right job market. But the downside to what that is, tall whites have blonde hair. They all have blonde hair. Oh. So this he had black hair. But that doesn't mean he, he didn't learn what hair dye was. I feel like that would be, well, yeah, true. But, like, what is he, he like, parking his fucking, his, like, lamp-shaped thing, like, on top of the CVS down the street? Like, what is he doing? Yeah, it's I don't weird. know. I, I feel like the blonde hair... Are you sure you're not mixing that up with the Nords, or am I just crazy? No, they both have blonde hair. They both do? Okay, That's why that makes sense. I remember, I'll never forget, the first time I heard about the Tall Whites, I was actually viscerally angry, because I was trying to explain to my brother that I was like, dude, that you're describing the Nords, and he was like, no, dude, I'm like, nah, these are like a totally different thing, and I looked it up, completely different thing, but somehow they're like identical to each other. They're from different parts of the galaxies and shit. So is it kind of like uh, like Bigfoot and Sasquatch? It's just like a, a locational name or something? Or like yeah. they're the same thing? Essentially. They're just called different things? Uh, no, but they, but I, instead of regions of uh, the continent, it's galaxies? Yes. So it's like uh, like the Pleiadians, you know? They're, they kind of have similar traits to other aliens, but it's just like location-based. It's like where they're from. There might be, like, different genetics or something. But this one's, like, tan. So how do you explain an, a tall white or a Nordic getting tan somehow to make the appearances like a human? I agree. That's why I don't know what he is. Yeah, I mean, it could be, like, an altered thing to make him, like, the searcher, like, look more Yeah, kind of blend in. Like, yeah, blend in so he can actually, like, explore what he's searching, which is probably either planet Earth or just human civilization. Now, uh, guys... This is off topic here, but All right. it's something I've been sitting on this and I wanted to kind of bring this up in an episode and I might, I might touch on this a little bit more in the next episode because we'll bring up some evidence as to like why, yeah. but, um, I don't know for Patreon exclusive. I want you guys to have my thoughts on this. I've this actually, is for only you Morgan as of right now. I've read you a lot of, bitch. I've read a lot of different things talking about the grays. Okay. Yeah. And. Most of the time, the greys are not, like, exclusive to their own breed. And I mean that in the sense that they are seen with all different types of aliens. So, like... Well, yeah, like, the insectoids always are, like, in the background, like, checking out what they're doing. They seem like kind of like the, the uh, regional managers of the... Right, like, uh, so you got insectoids, reptilians, yeah. tall greys, uh, white, like, tall whites, nords. They all kind of are seen in this compass with... Uh, the greys. Yeah. And I'm talking about like your typical greys, like the smaller ones. Yeah. Not so much uh, reptilians or draconians. Like they're they're kind of like hostile and doing their own thing, right? Get ready to have your mind blown. Okay. Um, essentially, the way the theory goes is that the greys are robots. The, the, the small greys, right? The small greys are robots. The shorter mini guys. And essentially... The comparison, it's the best comparison I ever could have heard in my life. This guy was talking about it, right? It's like an hour-long interview. And this guy's talking about it, and he compares the Greys to, like, a cell phone. Where it's like, they're like a, a super high-programmed, high-functioning AI. 
that is essentially a mode of like making life easier for extraterrestrials. So they'll like they'll be proposed not proposed. They'll be posed with like a task and then like whatever happens in order to get that task done, they can adapt to and like Yeah, and then react. they collect the data and yeah. give it back to whoever sent them. So it's Sick. like like reptilians, uh yeah, all of them like I said, they've all been seen with these greys and like typically you'd think that there'd be some type of beef between the families here. Like Godfather style, you know? But, uh, no. As a matter of fact, the Greys are actually kind of cool with, like, everybody. Like, the regular Greys. It's pretty cool. Like, is that... I don't know. I wonder if they're kind of like a like a Dobby sort of, like, house elf sort of thing. Or like a... Uh, like, even just, like, serfs, but they're, like, they're like cool with everybody. Yeah. Or they could be, like, the cell phone, like, maybe, like, robotic... AI, yeah. and I, I, but either I mean, way, they're like they're kind of like they do people's bidding. Yeah, not even necessarily like robotic in that sense. I don't know if I buy that, but I think it's yeah, like but where they're like a commodity. The, the same, yeah, it's the same like essence. They are a commodity that makes life much easier for them and like allows them to do things easier. Whereas, like, let's say you're driving in a car, if you get a flat tire, you can make it home that night if you don't have a cell phone. But it's gonna be a hell of a lot easier if you do have a cell phone. Mm-hmm. So it's like. It's one of those things where it's like instead of having like these like smart ass like big motherfucking aliens come down to your house, they send these tiny little guys that can kind of like sneak around and just like ha ha ha, and they just <laughs> kind of get into your house and like I don't know. I just I think that that's an important detail, which kind of I mean I don't know. I kind of believe that in a sense where it's like they are like some form of like slave essentially to like the other aliens. Where they do the bidding of, like, other races. I don't know if slave is the right word. I would maybe say, well, I guess subservient is kind of, like, in the same vein. But I feel like subservient would be a better way to put it. You know what I mean? Uh, you, could, you can go either way. Like, uh, yeah, you're right. But it's, uh, yeah, it's one of those things which then kind of adds to the, the overall question we have here is why injured cold? Well, maybe if it's, like, an AI where, like, if it's just kind of like a new iPhone, you know what I mean? It's the same design, but they're just kind of putting new stuff in it. Maybe, like, gray aliens could kind of be, like, you know, the stereotypical iPhone where it's just the same model, just different stuff in yeah, it. They're, they're and standard. they could just build a specific one, Ingrid Cold, to put, He's to, like, the send iPhone there. Max. He is the iPhone XR Max. He's the iPhone Max. Max. He's been, like, uh... He's been programmed, not I don't know, programmed. I guess, for lack programmed. of a better word, programmed uh, with a, with like a specific task being a searcher. And so, like, yeah, he has a uh, you know iPhones come in different colors. Maybe he has like he's tan and he has like a slick black hair. Yeah, who knows? I find that very intriguing. Yeah, and a taller height gives him extra battery life. Hey, there you go. The broad shoulders. His battery is stored in the shoulders. His right traps in there. Are right amazing. in those goddamn shoulders. But yeah, so Indrid. It's funny. He's not like a. Well, I guess you know this is like one experience. It's not like many people have like encountered him. Yeah, I mean, I I did read like when I was like researching this that there were a couple other things where people said they saw injured cold, but they're all like describing like o- the only thing that's like the same is like the grin. Like yeah. a lot a lot of people have described the thing that they've saw they've seen like completely hairless and it like chased them and they were like it, like I don't think that was injured cold. I think that would, may have been something else. But um, because he didn't have the same like clothing or he didn't have hair, he was like he was attacking them. Like I, I feel like this is the story that we've gone over. Yeah, 
Are there any other instances of this Ingrid cold? Am I saying that right? Indrid. Indrid. Is there any more? Not really. Like I, I mean, was saying, like the other ones that I saw, they didn't seem very viable. Yeah, I think a lot of it is like this story was popularized, and then they're like, oh, I saw him too. Which yeah. you run I mean, into that a lot. There was one that came before it, like a couple months uh, in 1966. Mm-hmm. But again, that was the one where they were like, oh, it's some guy by a fence, and he didn't have hair, and he was smiling, and he fucking ran at us. It's like, it was like, I don't think that us. was him. <laughs> He seems like such a nice guy that I don't think he would be running at you. Or maybe he had a change of heart. I don't know. Maybe the program. Maybe he got wet. Maybe it was raining and he shorted out. You never know. Who These knows, man? But I, I do think the the story that we've gone over uh, is like the Indrid Cold. No, I would he, definitely He introduced agree. himself. It was, this you know, is the big kahuna burger. This is the one that everybody, like... Not everybody. This is the one that people, like, know and, like, talk about where he's actually, like, speaking and saying things and... Being relevant to, like, topics. This is a stretch, but you said Big Kahuna Burger. I mentioned a Sprite earlier. I'm just thinking of Pulp Fiction now. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Plump Friction. Plump Friction. Wow. That's my movie. Wow. Either way, Injured Cold, if you can hear this, if you are somehow on our Patreon, I want to hang out with you, and I would love you to ask me some questions. Donate 25. We'll give you a t-shirt. So you don't have to wear that uh, reflective green suit. Yeah, we'll get you a human outfit, you know? Yeah. You'll yeah. look cool. It'll be cool. You'll get something from the uh, the studio. We'll probably give you some fireball because... You need it. You need it, dude. You You're a searcher. It. You're a hardworking man, it seems. You're super nice, regardless. You if he doesn't it. have a mouth, how is he supposed to drink fireball? No, he has a mouth. He has a mouth. He just doesn't open it to he, talk. He's just grinning. Oh, it's just party exclusive only? Much. Probably, man. Party's mouth, party let me just front. say this. His mouth is only for entry. There's no exits. You dirty bird. Yeah, he nice. knows. Perfect. He knows everything he wants. But, yeah, so this is the man. Um, there's, I don't know. It's kind of sad. I wish there was, like, more to his story. Only because it's, it's so good. Yeah. It's, it's so, like, it's... It's, like, adorable in a way. <laughs> it's a very intriguing story that I just can't get enough of. But, so, essentially, this guy doesn't really share many traits with extraterrestrials that we're more, like, commonly familiar with. And he also kind of has some human features, if you will, you know? He likes to party. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I like it a lot. But, yeah, so there it is. That's him. That's the man. That's Indrid. The man myth legend Indrid Cold. And, uh... Yeah, this was our first episode for the Patreon exclusive. Um, again, if you're listening, thank you for giving us either $5 or more than that. Yeah, you have no uh, idea. It means, like, the fucking world to us because this is this is our thing. We're, like, trying to get it off the ground. So thank you very much. You're a fantastic person, Morgan. If you're going to listen to this. You are. You're fantastic. You've officially... You are number one uh, contributor. So um, It's true. Anyone else that listens to this... Just know, Morgan. And I hope you know that we are going to shout you out Morgan's on sick. the next episode that we do. Uh, it, I'll, I'm just going to tell you this. It will not be the episode that comes out this coming Friday. Uh, let me find that. What is the date on that? The 21st of June. It won't be that one because we actually have that one recorded. Yeah, already. we have pre-recorded that. We're backlogging some stuff just so we have more time to um, uh, research the thing that we're going to be doing on the 28th, right? Yes. 28th. So on the 28th, you're going to listen to that, and you're going to get a shout-out. Hell, we might even ask you to be on, because thank you. Because goddamn, you gave 
money. This is the first money we've made off of this, and it's sick. And I do also want to say, if anybody else donates, uh, sorry we didn't mention you by name. Just while we're recording, this happened. And it was I'm literally looking live. At it. Like, it's nuts. We just made this page. We're just like, we should do uh, an episode on this guy. We've been, like, looking into him. Uh, just so we have something to give the people, should they decide. We didn't actually think We didn't someone... plan on publishing yeah. this today. Yeah, we were just like, oh my god, like, what if what if someone does it today? Could you imagine? We better have something just in case. Good thing we did, right? Yeah, we were pretty Jesus much the Christ. goal, the plan here was that we were just going to record an episode and just, like, sit on it and just, like, well, when somebody, when somebody does it, you know, we'll have something to throw out there so we're not, like, rushed or, like, you donate and then you have nothing to, like, show for it. But uh, it just so happened that we're going to have to upload this today because, I mean, let's face it, that's beautiful. I am ecstatic. But, yeah, so there you go. You get a little taste of injured cold. Uh, good man. Good heart. Good man. Beautiful lover. Everything that is out of this world fantastic. Oh, yes. I saw what you did there. But, yeah. Beautiful. But, anyway, I mean, yeah, this is our first uh, Patreon-exclusive account. Uh, we are starting a cult. Yeah, and if you guys didn't see, I mean, you might see. I just want to break this down real quick right now. It's pretty much what we're doing with uh, with this. we got some separate tiers going here where you have access oh, to yeah. things. So uh, the Grays, that's our first one. That's a dollar a month or more, you know, a dollar. Um, that you get a shout-out on the next episode we record. And then you also get a drawing of your choice that we will hand-draw and either deliver or mail it to you. So you get that for a buck a month. Then you get into the Tall Grays, which is $5 a month. That's where you get access to these episodes and things like this, the bonus ones that we're not going to post anywhere else. It's a Patreon exclusive. And then you also get the picture and the shout-out. Then for $10 a month, you can be an insectoid, which is uh, you get something from the studio. So something that's in the studio right now, a lot of knickknacks and cool little items. You get one of those just for you personally. You own it. It's yours now. Um, if you want us to sign it, we will. I mean, it, it will That'd not. Be weird. It will That'd not. Be cool. <laughs> it be will awesome. not increase the value, but I don't think it'll decrease it either. Probably not. You can still throw that shit at Goodwill. So you get that. Then you also get access to the bonus content. You also get a drawing, and you also get a shout out. Bim bam boom. Then if you're feeling crazy, you're gonna be a reptilian, huh? You're going to be $25 a month or more, right? That gives you everything. So you get the drawing, you get the shout-out, you get the token, you get the picture, you get the bonus content, you get everything you want. You get the knick-knack. We're going to give you dog's bones. We're going to give you a t-shirt of We Are Starting a Cult. If you want it, you don't even have to wear it if you don't want but You're getting it because that's part of the deal. You sons of bitches. That is what the Patreon deal is. So, yeah, those are our separate categories. Um... Obviously, if you're listening to this, you had to have uh, donated a certain amount yeah, of money. five or more. To. So if you did, we really do appreciate it. This like means a lot to us. Plug it uh, to your friends. Just tell people about us. They don't even have to donate. They can just listen to our regular stuff. But if they like us, they can come here and donate money uh, monthly and get some cool stuff and get some extra bonus content like this. Yes, exactly. So cool. Thanks for uh, thanks for donating. If you if you're listening to this right now, dude, for, thank you so much. We can do our first uh, Patreon shout out. Um, thank yous, Morgan. Yes, thank <laughs> you. Now the shout outs actually come on like the real episodes. That yeah, we but I just I was too but excited. I had. To I do agree, it. Morgan. You're the best. You are. We love you. You are fantastic, and uh, yeah, Red Lobster are better. The yeah. offers on the table. Come along. I'll tip. 
Offer um, is on the table. So yeah, we are starting a cult. I'm Jake Wallen. Grant Bradkey. This is Alex the Neighbor. Thank you so much for having me. Alex, of course, man. You know, you're it. usually back there on the laptop doing research for us. It's good to have you here close to my face. Right up we in share the, a microphone. Right up oh, in the yeah. studio. Oh, yes. Right up in the studio. All right. We love you guys. For reals. And uh, if you see Andrew Cole, give him my number. Should I even, like, uh, plug all the social media stuff? Nah. Honestly, I'll tell you this. If you found us on Patreon... You found us on social media previously. That's true, and I do it on every episode for that. So, yeah, all right. And if you didn't find us on social media and you're somehow on this Patreon with no knowledge of us on social media... Just look up We Are Starting a Cult on... Like, you found on, us on yeah. this, so you'll find us somewhere you'll else. You'll find us somewhere else. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on our website. We're all if you over. post this on YouTube without our consent, I will hunt you down. That is a promise from Alex the Neighbor. Alex the neighbor with a business and uh, law sort of thing going on here. So uh, he's got thirty snapping turtle eggs in his backyard. He does. Right now. Oh my god! The, the one-eyed snapping turtle eggs. We will train an army of snapping turtles to follow you wherever you go until you. We beg you to take. You'll it either down. be forced to kill them or be snapped. Okay. Snapped. Snapped. You're gonna get snapped. All right. Goodbye, well, thank everybody. you so much. Goodbye. We are starting a cult. We love you. Uh, Morgan, we love you, too. Good. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.